Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Drew Han Show. I have Tammy with me. Hello. Happy uh, New Year. Well, Happy New Year to you, too. Wait, have I seen you this New Year? Well, you've seen me. But on the podcast. Not so much. Oh, yeah. 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 Welcome yeah. back, girl. Thank you. Yeah, we got an exciting interview coming up. Sam Ness. We love him. We'll get to that in just a moment. But um, just a little meet and greet here, girl. Sure. How's Goose? Goose the cat. Oh, Goosey? Goosey is something else <laughs> she's my adventure cat we have a, she's actually in the audience today she is she yeah. may make an appearance okay if you hear something knocked over uh-huh that's it's her goose. appearance goose okay all right getting into our interview a little bit here let's let's start with this have you ever been overseas tammy i've been to jamaica jamaica okay yes. not europe though huh no no any nope. any inkling for you to go over to europe oh i would yeah actually i really want to go to like Norway and Iceland oh, and all that. Okay, all right. But yeah, I would go anywhere if somebody gave me a ticket. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you could do what Sam did. Ooh, oh, would you ever do something like that? I would need a partner in crime okay, in that. All right. So, Drew, let's take the show on the road. Yes. All right. But you know, we're going to miss a flight. Yep. We're going to miss a train yep. and a bus. You betcha. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably miss bed too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be sleeping under the bridge together, shivering. Right, right. So listeners, if you if you don't know, I have an interview coming up with Sam Ness here, and um, he has spent some time overseas, just kind of backpacking about and uh, building some background and memories for his, his young life already still. so Yeah, uh, I mean, he's lived a lot of life. Yeah. And he's not that old. No, no, I'm kind envious. of jealous of all yes. these adventures. <laughs> Maybe he needs an adventure cat. Yeah. <laughs> Goose, you want to go on the road? Goose. 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 We have the backpack. <laughs> so, yeah, he'll be talking about that in the podcast coming up here. Oh, I so, can't wait. I know. I'm excited for that. When did we first see him, Tammy? Um, It was, I believe, end of summer at Green's Poor House yeah. in Nina. Mm-hmm. It wasn't COVID year, was it? 2021? It might have been 2021, I think. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was just a simple bar gig. I just saw him, thought, let's try this guy out. And uh, he did the job there, and we paid attention. And yeah. uh, we ended up liking him and have kind of followed him ever since. And then he did that wonderful full band show at Gibson's here in Appleton. Oh. Do you remember that one? Yes. I think he just slayed it, and that was such a, a 180 from what we saw at Green's Poor House just because of the dynamic of mm-hmm. all the things, you know? So uh, We talked to his ear off, I think, at Green's Poor House. Oh, so it's amazing did. that he's hasn't blocked us on the socials. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, we love we love what we've seen, yes. what we've heard. Yes. And he's very genuine. Very, very genuine. Very nice guy and super talkative and willing to share. So I really loved about that about our sit down. And it's been great to watch him blossom over the past, you know, two years, if you will, you know, with his shows and everything. So mm-hmm. I'm very excited for this interview. How would you describe his sound, Tammy? Sam, he's got a very powerful voice, mm-hmm. like a mature voice. Yes. And when he told me how old he was, I was like, no, because it seems like he's been doing this a lifetime. Right. But really, he's probably been doing it his entire life, right? Right. Some kind of music. Right. But I would describe him as a powerful soul. Ooh. Like, I really think he's got something. Like, I don't know. He's not, you know, you, you can go into random bars and hear music but when you hear him, you're like, whoa. Yeah. Like, it, you take a step back. Yeah. Your eyes it's are focused. Just, yeah. And you, all of a sudden, your ears are drilled into to what am I hearing? Right. So, yeah. And then, like, all the looping. And, you know, it's not just a guy with a guitar. He is, 
way more than a guy with a guitar. Yeah, mm -hmm. very much so. Um, just to give the listeners a little bit better idea, here's what's pulled from Spotify, if you will. You got to know an idea if you want. Uh, he's mixing traditional folk Americana roots with a new age alternative singer-songwriter feel. Mm. Sam Ness finds inspiration in the ancient cobblestone streets across the globe. <gasps> yep. Sometimes wild and dance-oriented, other moments raw, emotional, and filled with moments of silence. Sam's show changes every night. His percussive playing paired with a, an assortment of special effects, including a loop system, have built a sound larger than most full bands. And yes. I think that's the truth. Yeah. I mean, that explains him yeah. in a heartbeat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So why don't we zip our traps yes. and let Sam do some of the talking, huh? All right, take it. Take our, it, Sam. Take it away, Sam. <laughs> she looks different now. She asks me how I've been Trying to remember how I got to the state I'm in Slow it down I need to be here now Slow it down I need to be here now I'm here with Sam Ness on the Drew Han Show. Welcome. Thanks for having me, Drew. It's good to be here. Glad we could work this out. Yeah, finally. All right. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm just going to get right into it. Your origin story starts in Sauk City. It does. What's your, your music history? Um, did you go to school there too? High I school? did. Yeah, high school in Sauk, um, Sauk Prairie High School. Did a lot of uh, like show choir, musical stuff. That's kind of where I really uh, found my passion, found my, my love for music. All right. Thought I was going to pursue that, was was wholeheartedly going to go into that after high school, and then on a whim, decided not to. Um, ah. Got accepted to a couple cool schools and had some really cool opportunities, and I was out hiking one night overlooking this beautiful sunset, and uh, there's something in the back of my head was kind of tugging at me. It's like, go see the world, go travel. As a, as a, like a theater performer, you're just taking your own stories putting them through another character so if i was like well I'm, I'm 17 what do i know i don't have any stories so i was sure. like maybe i should go get some cool stories and then i can be a better theater performer because oh, of it okay so i made a facebook post and i said hey everyone i'm too broke to leave this tiny town but if i made a gofundme would anyone help me and i got a message said hi sam my name's nancy call me said sure random person from the internet so uh -huh. i gave her a call uh -huh. and as we're on the phone she she says well i i've seen you perform show choir i believe in what you're doing and i want to help you um where are you thinking of going and as i'm on the phone with her i'm scrolling through like google maps and uh saw the word edinburgh and i heard it in a passenger song once um and so i said i'm gonna go to edinburgh and she's like all right how about september and i was like sure she's like all right well i just bought your ticket for you let me know when you want to come home and uh oh, wow it's like all right well guess i'm going to edinburgh and then i found out that that's in scotland and um <laughs> i had no no idea okay and uh so off i went to scotland and uh started the I, I got there with like 200 bucks and my guitar and this big idea of like making it or whatever was wrong i ran out of money uh very quickly found myself homeless and um 
started playing on the streets to try to just survive, pay for the hostel for the night, and um, became a street performer. Haven't really looked back. Wow. Yeah, that's so quite the introduction into the music Quite scene a long for, yeah. story. Sorry. Well, that's great. <laughs> I mean, it gets you here, and that's what counts, yeah, right? right. I'm going to touch back on some of that in a little bit. Yeah. Um, you, you talk about moving around. I also want to point out, you also lived in Rhinelander for a little bit. Mm -hmm. I just want to say my family's from the area as well, oh, so yeah. very familiar with that. Go Hodags. Don't know if you heard, <laughs> yeah, the Hodag was uh, recently voted the number one high school mascot in the country. Yeah, yeah. that's exciting. Yeah. It's so cool. I, I mean, know. it's the coolest mascot. Yeah, They're really, everywhere up there. <laughs> <laughs> very unique. They take it seriously, too, yeah. up there. What drew you into Rhinelander? How, how was your time there? How did you end up there? So, COVID hit, and I had just written a song um, that I'll probably play tonight here at Gibson Music Hall in Appleton. Um, that it was called "Slow It Down," and it was about like pleading for myself to slow down a little bit. There, when you're your own boss, there's no one to tell you to take a day off, and I very rarely do. I'm just there. There's always the the next next hand to shake, or the next um, you know room to play in, or the new next you know whatever. And uh, I kind of burned myself out, and it was 2019 going into 2020. And I wrote this song called Slow It Down. And then a couple months later, the COVID thing happened. And I was like, well, I should probably move down to the Carolinas and start gigging down there and go. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, formulating all these plans. And I was like, wait a minute, maybe I should slow down. And so I made a Facebook post. Another Facebook <laughs> yeah. post, right? I said, hey, everyone, yeah. <laughs> I'm a broke touring artist. I'm looking for a cabin somewhere that's really uh, remote, somewhere that I won't see another human for a long time. That's a good place to go do it at. Yes. <laughs> Does anyone have a cabin that I could rent for cheap or, or you know, use or, or I'll, I'll work for you, you know, give me a trade? And someone hit me up and they're like, hey, man, we have heard of your music. We, we've got a cabin. You know, we'll rent it to you for just, you know, utilities. And that's it. And I was like, oh, lifesavers. So sure. I ended up in Rhinelander. Wow. And uh, off, off I went. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Another Facebook success story. Right? Yeah. yeah. Honestly, <laughs> you know, people, uh, kind of kind of um you know talk bad about facebook but it has done very well, well for me yeah. i mean you're very talented so i can see why people want to help you too oh, well, as thank well. You. <laughs> so with that said you have a couple albums out we'll talk mm -hmm. about your most recent little bit here but yeah. um in the meantime i want to talk about the cabin which is yeah. one of my favorite Thanks. albums by the way thank you my favorite songs on there being make it so and alexander oh cool yeah but also featured on there are some instrumental only tracks i noticed yeah emeralds lullaby and the pines yeah okay i absolutely love this part of listening to the album thank you so i was just curious how did that land uh, how did you land on the idea of including that? Yeah, I I wanted kind of the the sounds of that space, and I wanted it to be a full. Um, every record that I've done has had like, I want it to be a journey from the first time you know the first second you pop it in the car until the album is done. I want it to be a full journey, not just a song and then a different song and sure. then a different song, and um, so like the pines. At the cabin there, if you look out both the front or the back window, there's these, like, the biggest pines I've ever seen in Wisconsin. They are so, you can't even see the top of them from the window because they just tower over the cabin. And I, um, in this career, I don't, I don't get a lot of opportunities to see sunrises unless sure. I'm still up from the night before, <laughs> which is fairly often. Sure. So I, I really took the time at the cabin to try to catch sunrises when I'm starting my day. So I would put the kettle on, get my coffee, and then I, I kept a keyboard out because I also don't really have a, a space that I can keep a keyboard out. So I would start with a meditation, a little musical meditation on um, on an instrument that I'm not as familiar with, which is really exciting for me. Okay. And so one of my musical meditations in the morning started with my coffee and I just hit record. 
And um, I was just looking out at the pine trees and just kind of thinking about the reason I was there and the things that led up to it and where I wanted to take that journey. And five-ish, four minutes later, I, I was like, oh, that's kind of a cool little song and hit done. And then I was, I just named it The Pines. That's what I was zoning out at. And, um, sure. and then I, as I was going back through the rest of the record, kind of listened to that. And I was like, that's, it would be nice to add a meditation to this album that is about reflection of time before the cabin. Okay. If that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. That's cool, though. I'm really glad you have those on there, and I like the flow of the album. Thank so, you. And that's a very Thanks. cool part of it. So, different aspect you don't see from a lot of artists either. Sure. So, at yeah. least the ones that and, I listen to. Yeah, anyway. yeah. So. <laughs> Anymore. I, a lot of the artists that I really feel like I've been influenced by, they always made little liner notes that said, like, this is designed to be a front to back. Like, okay. we don't want you picking out songs. We don't, like, we want this to be an album. also mentioned uh, my favorite track on there is Alexander. I want to touch on this song lightly because in the song you use the lyrics itchy feet. Yes. Okay. Not an easy feat. See what I did there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Thank you. Shoot. <laughs> well, not an easy feat to pull off and while maintaining a prestigious sound. Can you elaborate on this song? On itchy feet? Yeah. There oh, well, is. Alexander, right? Yeah. Alexander is about a journey that I took through the Outer Hebrides, chain of islands outside of Scotland, where I had saved up a bunch of money and from, from street performing. And then I left my guitar and a bunch of my stuff in Glasgow. And I my plan was to hitch all across the Hebrides and across the north of Scotland and end up in the Shetlands and have this big adventure. So night one, I end up in Oban, got off the train and um, met some cool guys in the pub and wake up the next morning with a hangover and none of my money left um, because we had a wild night. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so I had like 30 bucks left and I was walking through kind of the downtown area and found a guitar in a thrift shop for 30 bucks. I was like, that's it. Uh, so I bought that, took the ticket out to the, the Hebrides and just started hitching around, um, basically trading songs for scraps of food and, and for places to stay and stuff like that and rides. Sure. And uh, it was kind of an ode. So Alexander is an ode to Alexander Supertramp, um, the story of Christopher McCandless and Into the Wild. Okay. Um, there was a movie made about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm familiar with the um, movie. That's the movie uh, was based on a book that was based on a real story. That was one of my biggest influences uh, when I was in middle school, high school, that pushed me to travel and, and kind of live rough. Um, but he says something in the book about he was writing postcards to his friends and he always kept them really short. And it was like, got itchy feet again, time to move. So it's like, oh. I, I get these feelings sometimes that even if I'm in somewhere for a day, I'm like, ah, there's somewhere else I need to be. I don't know where it is, but I'm just going to hit the road until I find it. Sure. And, uh, and that was kind of the idea with that. So I finished Alexander in a fish hut that I had been living in, in the very north of the Hebrides. I was on day three of no food. I had been rationing an apple um, on like the second day, and then I had a, a half bottle of whiskey left, and that's uh, just sitting in this fish hut and, and hitching around through the rain. And I remember somebody stopped and they picked me up and they're like, "Where are you going?" I'm like, "I don't know. Take me to your favorite pub, <laughs> or take me here. Where do you want to take me? Let's go." And um, they're looking at me like I'm nuts, and I was so happy, and I just remember that feeling of ultimate freedom. 
I want to go north, I'll go north. If I want to go east, I'll go there. But like, no one's going to tell me otherwise. Sure. And um, so I wanted to make an ode to Alexander Supertramp for the inspiration. Truck pulled over to the side of the road. Said, where are you trying to go? So I throw my guitar in the back. Say, hell, I don't know. I got things to see and I got itchy feet I hit the road and I got nowhere to be and I got this hunger in me whoa 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 Alexander, I need to find the truth. For your cause, you were a martyr, so here's to you. Well, I got things to see, and I got itchy feet, I hit the road. And I got nowhere to be. Got this hunger in me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Will I be missing home? Yeah, I say I've been missing home. I need to feel cold. I'm headed north. Cause I got things to see and I got itchy feet. I hit the road. And I got nowhere to be. And I got this hunger in me. Well, you've touched upon already some of your adventures over in Europe. When I've talked to you before, it's the words, you know, being homeless almost are kind of thrown out there in your experience. Yeah. So mm-hmm. can you give us any more details or elaborate on, on what went down or what happened or what your advent- what the whole thing panned out for you? Out yeah, there? there was a lot of nights of going to open mics with the sole intention of meeting someone that I can stay on their couch. Oh. And that happened most nights actually. And then I'd stay I'd say, you know, can I stay for a night or two? Or or they would or offer it. And then um then we'd hit it off and be friends. And then a week or two later I'd be like, all right, maybe I should probably move on and then I would find <laughs> somewhere else. So there were days that were 
filled with new friends and adventures and then there were nights of trying to find the driest alleyway to curl up in for the night or a lot of times um one of the gifts that a a really dear friend had given me before i left was a hammock and i thought it was kind of silly at the time i was like what am i gonna do with a hammock you know (laughs) but it ended up being kind of my saving uh item as i traveled because i would just hitch out of town and then say oh yeah i I live just up the road just drop me here thanks and then i'd find some woods and just go camp and set up my hammock in the woods always a lot of garbage bags because in the uk especially it rains you know every day so i'm traveling with a small amp and a computer and some books and my journals and um didn't want all that to get wet but uh eventually got a tent and then um i just fell in love with it like even when i did have places to stay sometimes i'd say oh um i'm gonna go stay with so-and-so and and then i'd still go sleep in the woods because i missed it sure (laughs) the adventure the excitement um and just the 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 freedom of it sure when you were there was it uh well, how long were you over there and doing this? Um, I think it was about 10 months the first time. Okay, so, so did was, it ever get kind of cold on you at all? Or? Um, oh, yeah. Oh, it's freezing. And that's uh, another fun, fun aspect of being a street performer. When I did dive in headfirst to become a street performer, there was a Canadian fella that took me under his wing, and he taught me the science and the art of it because I was struggling. I wasn't making any money. And he came over to my pitch, and he goes, Hey, kid, you sound good, but you want some help? I said, Yeah, Absolutely. And there's so many little nuanced things of being a street performer and, and it all comes down to trust. And in first, uh, like you, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The first time you see someone, what do you think of them instantly? And a lot of that has to do with body language and how, how much they can tell about you. So if you're wearing a coat, it's much harder to see your body language and your posture and your your build and things like that. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the times I'd be playing at these Christmas markets in, you know, a collar dress shirt or a T-shirt. And um, I remember one day I was looking down and um, or another street performer that I had had a, a rivalry with <laughs> came up to me. And uh, he goes, man, what are you doing out here? And he's like, you're going to freeze. And I'm like, no, I, I got to find a place to stay. I need some money. He's like, your hands must be killing you. I looked down. I had no idea. My hands were all bloody because I, they were so cold I couldn't feel them anymore. Sure. And uh, he had gone into a store and he bought me a pair of gloves and he cut the fingers off. And he goes, man, these are going to save your hands. Okay. Don't have them. Wow. And it was kind of like a gift from an enemy that had, that was such a cool moment. But there, every time I think of Christmas markets, one, I get a pain in my in my right ring finger where I had fractured it from a stress fracture from playing too much, and uh, I just automatically get cold. <laughs> it's funny. So yeah, there there was a lot of moments like that. Uh, with all that said, you you kind of mentioned off air you, you wanted to get out into the world and you know get some experience under you and and explore. Yeah. So would you do something like this again? Uh, come January, I'll be going back to the UK Get out, with really? my incredible girlfriend, Lily. Um, wow. We're going to go do some exploring and uh, I'm going to go kind of back to my roots now with COVID, you know, hopefully done. I have just been around Wisconsin or, or just around this country at least. And I had all these dreams of going to um, Kenya, going to Brazil, going to different parts of Asia. And those kind of got nipped by uh, COVID. So we okay. are going to start with some territory that I'm familiar with. Okay. And then hopefully explore from there. But I'm going to go back to my my wandering street performing. Sure, roots. with your girlfriend yeah, too, huh? Yeah. Just going over there. Like, do you have a place that lined up at all, or just going to wing it? No, get no, over we don't have anything lined up yet. Okay. I do have now a lot of friends across different parts of different countries, but um, sure. Otherwise, we're just kind of, kind of, when we wake up in the morning, decide where we're going to go. All right, very yeah. cool. Well, we'll look uh, forward to seeing what comes from that. There should then, be huh? some new music. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, you have a, new, a newer album out, City Lights and Smoke. Yeah. From what I gathered, it's been in the works for a while. Mm -hmm. uh, talk about this album and, and how it came to be. I wanted to make an album that was a little more buttoned up than previous ones. When I made my first album, Whispered on the Wind, I had I'd reached out to a couple friends and asked them, how do I make an album? Where do I even start? I have no idea. I don't know anything about gear. I don't know anything about finding a band or how to record multi-track stuff. And my buddy, uh, who owned a label at the time, he goes, well, the first thing you need to do is uh, make an album, mess it all up, and then you're going to know how to make an album. <laughs> and so... Uh -huh. That's what I did. That was our first album, Whispered on the Wind. Um, had no idea what we were doing. And then the second album I recorded, uh, long story, I was losing my mind, darkest days of my life. And it was a time when I wanted to record an extremely like angry, out there, wild, powerful album. And then I went in to do sound check and I sound checked on a lullaby and I have no idea why. And I opened my eyes five minutes later and it was the first time that I had found peace in months. And so that album, Lullabies and Fairy Tales, became a whole album. I was like, well, that felt good. I know another one. Okay, whatever. I'll just sound check on that too. And then I played that one and I was like, oh, I know another one and another one. And it just kept building until I had um, Lullabies. And then the other aspect was Fairy Tales, the fairy tale of, of finding um, love. So, sure. But that album was a little weird. <laughs> so I wanted to make something that was a little more accessible, sounded like my live show, which what led to my third album called Down the Road, which is live in studio. Everything was a take or two, done. From there, COVID hit, led me to the cabin, and it was the first time in like five or six years that I had been off the road. And so that was a lot of like trying to process all of those years of travel while staying uh, still at the cabin. Sure. And none of those sounded like a live, you know, Sam Ness band. So I decided with City Lights and Smoke to take a lot of these songs that I'd put on down the road or previous albums and reimagine them as as a, a live band show, but studio version of it. Yeah. With that said, do you write and produce your own music or do you, do you ever collaborate with anybody? Um, there has been a couple of songs. There's a song on the new album, You Me, Us. Um, yeah, that I wanted was... to ask you about that because I've heard a female <laughs> voice on some yeah, of your songs, mm -hmm. actually. So that song was written by Bill Troy. The words were written by him, and then I had taken them and kind of uh, reworked it just for, for my own brain to work with a little bit better. And then uh, we came up with that song together. And um, other than that, um, there's a song called Make It So that I wrote with the lyrics of um, a friend of mine, Catherine Vaughn. She's a radio host uh, for Magic 98, Madison. Uh, she's a wonderful friend, and she reached out and said, I've got this idea for a song. Would you want to look at these lyrics? And I said, absolutely. And then that became Make It So. Oh, wow. So other than that, as far as I can remember, those are the only ones that I've done with other people's lyrics, and the rest of it has just been ramblings from the road sure Ooh, new album name <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah one of my favorite songs off of your new album is society mm -hmm. it feels like like a weighted song but balances beautifully musically between like an emotional escape and a power ballad definitely for, for me yeah what what's going on in in this song for you yeah when i wanted to revisit this song and we were making our notes with the band and i was kind of writing everything out via email and then we were kind of working through things with a whiteboard the only thing that i had written next to society was power ballad oh really <laughs> yeah it's the only words so we nailed it i guess wow, if, you, yeah. if you heard that yeah <laughs> It's a song that I had put on Whisper in the Wind, my first album, and it was a song that I had written a few years before that when I was in high school, and it was about the struggle of trying to find your, your place in, in a society that says, uh, you know, you're in high school and they say, 
so what are you going to do? What career are you going to go into? What job, what school are you going to? What? And I said, well, I don't want to do that. And there, that wasn't an option. It was like, you know, career building day. Remember I had an essay to write for, I had a class called consumer economics and we had to write about our next steps about developing our financial plan. And I wrote about that. I was going to sell everything I owned hire a guy that owned a helicopter to drop me off on the side of a mountain with a crate full of emergency medical supplies and a hatchet. And I detailed my plan. <laughs> and I said, in six months, I will hit up several flares and he will come back and pick me up. And then I will come back and I will start my financial journey. <laughs> I got a B on that. I remember so specifically. Yeah, I've got a song about that. Maybe I'll play it tonight. But yeah, that I it just felt like that wasn't an option for me to say no sure. <laughs> to the whole society thing. And I, I felt so so torn and so like I wasn't accepted for my views and it was like I was being told to grow up and just like and and just start paying the bills. Yeah. So that was that about that struggle, trying okay. to find myself. Well, it's a beautiful song. Thank I'm you. I'm glad it's out there. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You have a subtle and poignant but beautifully mesmerizing delivery in your music both recorded and on stage how did you find your sound and or how did it come to be any inspirations or idols along the way yeah um maybe someday i will release the first ep that i had recorded it sounds like i am a theater performer singing folk songs um like very thick vibrato and things like that and um that's how i thought you were supposed to sound and so okay. i started traveling around uh europe and uk as a now freshly 18 year old that can now legally drink and the only way that I had made enough contacts for places to stay, usually you go to open jams and open mics and it's so loud in the venue that you can't actually talk to anyone. So you step outside while everyone's smoking. Okay. And that's the only way to make friends, to find places to sleep and survive. Sure. And so I picked up smoking uh, as a way of survival, which is kind of uh, backwards. Yeah, um, but. And so drinking, smoking, late nights, long nights, singing for five, six, eight, ten hours a day, trying to pay the bills. And then just adventure and being being a dumb kid and uh really drove myself into the ground very quickly and uh the harsh hungover edge that crept into my voice um eventually never really went away <laughs> it just <laughs> it kind of suck around yeah that. and i i started really leaning into it a lot of the artists that i listened to kind of have that edge too and, and i really wanted to sound like someone who had something to say not just like a kid anymore and i yeah. think a lot of these albums are about growing up and um and trying to find wisdom in in every moment and uh and so every moment that i can perform i will and sometimes i overdo it and probably have done irreparable damage to my uh vocal cords but hey here we are well, okay <laughs> yeah. well take it easy a little bit there all right <laughs> don't go too hard the yeah. same when you're over in europe all right right yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll see uh, i'm gonna come back sounding like a 80 year old man <laughs> so to kind of wrap things up when i first saw you i believe was september of 2021 so i'm over a year ago now mm -hmm. that at the time your latest album was the cabin yeah and now you've released city lights and smoke from one album to the next any changes or consistencies you're proud of or see most defined by oh yeah definitely big change between the cabin and and city lights and smoke and the cabin was very looking inward is very introspective whereas City Lights and Smoke, I wanted to show the other side of my live shows because I feel like sometimes people are confused. They'll see me in one venue and I'm playing these quiet folk songs and, sure. you know, telling stories. And then some nights I'm playing dive bar party gigs and playing hip hop and reggae and, yeah. and 
punk rock and screaming and so i wanted to show the original music side that's a little bit more gritty a little more harsh big electric guitars and and big drums and i feel like the change i i feel like i i grew a lot as a producer and as a mix engineer but as a a band leader a little bit too i I like to think at least i'll I'll have to ask my guys but yeah yeah Yeah, stylistically i think i I wanted that intent of um there's kind of a sonic image that i've always gravitated towards so i think that that is consistent between both albums but i don't know very cool (laughs) all right awesome well is there anything else you would like to get out there if you could say something right now regarding your music or to your to any listeners or what's ahead for you perhaps yeah, a lot, a lot of things. I feel like I'm at a shift in my life where I'm not pushing on the gas all the way, all the time, like we had just talked about. Sure. Um, and I'm starting to kind of find a lot of joy in standing still and and spending time with friends and with family and with my wonderful girlfriend. And so I think that that shift in my perception and the things that I want out of life are going to affect the music too so sure. i guess folks can uh can look for that sure is there any um timeline for more music or are you just kind of waiting to see what comes along now i have so many ideas three years ago i had the ideas kind of for well two years ago i had ideas for the cabin for the gritty album for an electro indie folk album that is still in the works that I've been working on for years and and a couple other ideas that I I don't know if I'm going to share quite yet sure um, always something in the works yeah sure even when I try to stop it I can't that's good all right good at least we know there's more music to download from you all right Sam well thanks for coming on the show I really appreciate it thanks Drew I don't know what you I don't know what I want you to see As I try to find my place In society Survival by Conformity is all but God the best of me I wish I could live in my own mind in my own time free
Survival by conformity is all but guy the best of me. I wish I could live. We're back here on the Druhan Show. How about that, Sam? He is a great storyteller. He is. Just good with words. So soothing to listen to. Even I just want to go around a campfire 
or he could come on the porch yes and just listen to his adventures yes and then realize how boring my life is <laughs> <laughs> and how about him going on the road and doing that again I know by the way with his I mean, girlfriend yes I can't wait for him to get back and share more stories of being and on I the can't road. wait to hear her take on it uh, no kidding yeah you know I asked her when she was there present at the interview and afterwards I was like are you ready for this and she's just kind of nodded along like <laughs> I'm going on it I'm I going no for this choice. yeah <laughs> Anything from that interview stand out for you at all? I love the story that he was um, talking about, like, his competition. And then that other singer bought him a pair of gloves. Oh, yes, yes. And then cut off the tips. Yeah. I'm like, that was really sweet. Right. And, I mean, kind of makes sense. I mean, when you do go to larger cities, you do actually see a lot of homeless with, like, gloves without tips. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, huh. Right. You know? It works. But it kind of like, yeah, because I mean, you it's easier to use your fingertips. Obviously, he's playing guitar, but I just kind of was like full circle. I'm like, okay, he's living like a homeless person. Mm-hmm. Now he's got the gloves. Right. Now his hands aren't freezing. Right. And he got it from like his competitor right. on the street, which yeah. was very, very kind. Right. Kind so, souls. Right. So there's a there's a comp- competition, but a camaraderie in this community, yeah. if you will. So. Like they still have each other's backs. They want to support each other. Yeah. But they also need food and some kind of shelter right. and money. Right. I loved, yeah, especially when he's talking about, like, sometimes I would say I have a place to go, but I just wanted to be in my hammock in the woods, yes! so I tell him to drop me off wherever. That was another thing I, when he said that a friend gave him a hammock, I'm like, that is a great idea, because, I mean, that you can just make into a little ball right. and really take that anywhere. Right, and I'm like, Drew, that's, like, if we're ever homeless. Right. Hammocks. Hammocks. Yeah. Balls of sleep. Yes. <laughs> Little balls of sleep. I mean, I, I wonder if he has any photos of this. Oh, yes. Like, I would like if he had a photo to share oh, yeah. with you to put on your... On the Facebooks, right? On the socials. Wow. I would love to see the hammock. Right. A setting. Because I have this vision of when he talks, what this looks like. Okay. And I'm wondering if it really looks as... Right. Cool. As I'll see what head. I can do. And if you want to find out if I can see what I can do, what do they do, Tammy? Oh, like follow and share. Yes. That a girl. <laughs> You're my like follow and shell girl. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, the end of his interview, I love that song, Society. Mm-hmm. It's just beautiful to me. And it was just coincidental that I, I coined it a power ballad. And then in interviewing him, that was such a an original moment, I thought, you know, that he was, he, one word he wrote down for when he was trying to get this song out was power ballad. Yes. You know, and so let's just do a little little short deep dive, deep dive into the idea of a power ballad. Oh. Because, you know, yes. we don't hear those very much anymore. No. You know, and so it was ironic for me to think power ballad on this when, especially the music that you and I listen to and what comes through mile and what we're geared towards, it's just not something that we hear in that genre very much. Right. I want to give you the definition of a power ballad, really, though, so our listeners know where we're stemming from. Um, Traditionally, it's a hard rock power ballad, typically expresses love or heartache through its lyrics, shifting into wordless intensity and emotional transcendence with heavy drumming and distorted electric guitar solo representing the power in the power ballad. I think that's, yeah, that's that's a great definition. And yes, it's a very rock eccentric kind of thing to hear a power ballad. And you would say you hear a lot from the 80s, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, when I think of power ballads, I think of the big hair, the Aquanet, you know, 80s, you know, very early 90s. I mean, I have very fond memories of like, that was the music I grew up with. So, you know, it's the music when you go to a bar or a wedding and that song is played, you can pick out everybody who is, 
you know, born in the 70s and then lived through the 80s and right. 90s. Right. <laughs> you know, it, it kind of like brings you together. And it, they're always, you know, sappy love songs and heartbreak. Yeah. But we all love to sing about this well, yeah. heartbreak. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's what's great about a power belt. It has these these intense emotional words, but backdrop with an o- even more intense musical yeah. feel to it, you know? Yeah. So you, the guitar, yeah. the keyboard. Yeah, the drums, you know, and the, the building and the crescendoing of how it leads up to what delivers a power ballad. Right. So that's you get why those I, lighters out. Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, next time we hear Sam perform Society, up go the lighters, yes. right? Yeah. We'll have to, I'll have to find But <laughs> I thought his song was a perfect definition of that. You know, starts yes. out slow and crescendos even more. And then he's got that musical break where it's just, you know, playing of instruments in there, yes. you know? And I feel like um, in a lot of music, you don't just hear that musical break as much anymore. Right, right. And especially, you know, like bands we see at Mile, that's not showcased. Right. So to or not that ones that we've seeked out anyway, right? You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, exactly. So, so there could be something out there, but right. I mean that is like a standard. Like you will have this whole instrumental part, right? I think it takes a lot to deliver that, and maybe that's a, a challenge for a lot of artists too, because not only do you have this musical interlude, but it's got to like be building something as it goes along. And for this day and age, we, if it's not good, we don't have patience for it, and we move right along, right? Right, <laughs> right. and it. And it like the music is the emotion, right? Yeah. What you're feeling, mm-hmm. you know, they start out slow and then it just builds and it's right. just like they're going through this, you know, love story and yep. it, it's how life is, right? right? It builds up and then it falls apart. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. If we could name a few, when I walked into the door here to record with Tammy, she was listening to Mr. Big. Yes. What was that song? What's it called? To Be With You. Yes. A classic <laughs> 80s rock song, right? Big hair. Big hair. And he had those soft eyes and really nice, like, just his hair, it was, like, curled nice, but it was big. Sure. And it's kind of, you know, over their face. Yep. <laughs> trying to describe this with my hands. But, yeah, I mean, it's, like, there's some good ones. I mean, you think about Journey. And oh, yeah. Extreme, More Than Words. Oh, mm-hmm. I mean, that just wants to put you to tears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One that comes to mind for me when I was uh, thinking about this um, going back, we're still in the history of them, though, is uh, Take My Breath Away, oh. the Top Gun song, too, yeah. that was featured in the soundtrack. And that was another thing, movie power ballads. <gasps> you know what I mean? Yes. All those songs that were featured in there. I-, I Will Always Love You, Whitney Houston. Yes. But then, you know, like we said, we don't hear them so much in this day and age. Mm-mm. But one that comes to mind for me in the early 2000s, as a more recent one, if you will, I guess, is um, I Don't Want to Miss a Thing by Aerosmith. Do you remember this song? I think I would have to hear. I, I'm I sure don't. I know. You're making me sing on the podcast. Oh, <laughs> and I don't want to miss as I'm here. I can't even. Th- <laughs> no, no, no good. I'll, I'll Google it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or poison. Every rose has its thorn. Oh yeah, yes, exactly. I mean, there's some good ones. Beth by Kiss. Oh, that's like their 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 sad sappy song that everybody knows. When I see you smile. By Bad English. Oh, yeah. When I see you smile. <laughs> I'll sing with you, Drew. Okay, thanks. <laughs> thanks for not leaving a lady hanging. Love of a Lifetime, Firehouse. Oh, I don't know if I know that Oh, one. you're just too young there, oh, Drew. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, it's good to be young sometimes. <laughs> but, I mean, you can make your hair big to fit I, in. Yes, I definitely could fit in with the with the power ballad crowd. That's you could, for sure. You could. 
totally. I should do a lip sync to one of those sometimes. Right. I huh? mean, and they, they all are skinny. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you just need to change the jeans for some leather pants. Oh, yeah. Let's get me some leather pants. Yeah. Yep. I'll just get we'll stuck get in We'll get some tattoos on you. Oh, yeah. On all the arms. Arms, yep. Let's tattoo sleeve it up here, you know? <laughs> sleeve it up. <laughs> sleeve it up. I did reach out to Aaron, you know, podcast yes. member here. I asked her if there's anything that came to mind for her, especially recently or from our Mile artist. And uh, one that came to mind for local recent artist was Verona Grove. Oh. I don't know them very well. I, I know of them. Right, me too. Um, but she said their song Revolution is about the only modern ballad that she, you know, that comes to mind for her. Okay. You know, and that's been around since like 2005 as well. Okay. So that's around the time of the Aerosmith song I was trying to horribly sing to. So. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we should have put a challenge out there. Any of you listeners, if you're musicians, can you make us a power ballad to yes. put on the show? Yes. Yes. You could showcase that. Yeah. Showcase. Let's have a power ballad showcase. Yes. Or a power write- ballad challenge. Yes, or maybe Mila could do a singer-songwriter. What do they call that? A, a session, oh. round circle, oh. what they, whatever they round like circle. At, like at Gibson's, they do the singer in the round. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or better yet, when they have the the sh- singing in the shower yeah. at Tundra by the hotel. Oh yeah, we'll bring in some power ballads. Yeah. So if nobody's singing it at the mile, we'll bring it. There you go. Yep. We'll practice now. We'll, yeah, we will. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of power ballads, and I listed one in there, but that type of song can drift into what I'd like to segue into is divas a little bit. Well, oh, let's face it. Most singers of big hair bands are, are divas. divas. Yes. Oh, did you know that the male form of diva is Devo? Oh. Yes. Wow. Just found that in a little bit of research. A Devo. A Devo. Don't call me a diva. I was just thinking, Drew, are you a diva sometimes? <laughs> uh, the reason we're just touching on this quickly is after this, we're headed off to some trivia. Yes. And uh, wine and trivia. And the theme tonight is uh, divas. Divas. Yes. I mentioned uh, Whitney Houston earlier, her song, I Will Always Love You. Now, that yeah. was written by uh, Dolly Parton. Oh, you're right. Um, but performed by Whitney Houston. And her, her performance of that, you know, that is, mm-hmm. first of all, a power ballad, but also a diva song right there. Right. You know what she I mean? nailed it. If I could give you the definition of diva now. Oh, yeah, just to give Yeah, just to help people out, uh, is the Latin word for goddess, by the mm. way. And uh, it has often been used to refer to celebrated women of outstanding talent in the world of opera, theater, cinema, fashion, and popular music. If referring to an actress, the meaning of diva is closely related to that of prima donna. Mm -hmm. Diva can also refer to a person, especially one in show business, with a reputation for being temperamental or demanding. And that's where I think we really pull diva from when when it comes to our mind. Right. But it's more about the talent it should be. Right. It gets a negative connotation. But diva, like when I think of diva, I was thinking of like the women in the 70s. Oh. Of the music. Okay. Like the ones that were, you know, singing for like women's rights and women to be powerful and you don't need a man okay you know like going back oh you think of diana ross i'm coming out oh okay and gloria Gaynor, i will survive <sighs> Ooh. so like that's where i go i mean you could and how about she, leslie gore that song oh, um, um uh, you don't own me you don't own yeah me. and then share i mean share has been could around I just for decades pause you that's a song i can sing successfully in the podcast oh, let you me can? just give you a few bars here oh god you don't own me don't try to change me in any way you You don't don't own own me me. 
I'm not just one of your many toys. Bum, 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 bum. I don't tell you what to say. And I don't tell you what to do. And we'll just stop there because it's only going to get worse. Yeah, and we don't want you turning this off just yet. No, no. But I mean, Believe by Cher. I mean, Cher has a lot. Yep. I'm Every Woman by Shaka Khan. Oh, good one. I mean, there's some, like, oh, Got to Be Real by Cheryl Lynn. You would you would recognize this? Okay. I mean, got to be real. I can't do it. But, <laughs> um, Mr. Big Stuff by Gene Knight. You may not know the name, but this song is just an awesome diva song. Okay. And I mean, just looking at the picture. I mean, oh yeah, powerful afro yeah. too. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I mean, all these. I just think of all these powerful women from the seventies. Okay. That really artists right now should be thankful for. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, they made a platform right. for them. Yep. So there's a there's a lot. I mean, you think about En Vogue. Oh my gosh. Yep. Those are some divas. Mm-hmm. And that like transcending that down to the more current stuff, that's where I think the the, the negative connotation kind of blends into a little bit. Yeah. I'm gonna throw out the one that I think everyone's gonna think of right away is Mariah Carey. Oh, I mean, yes. she's both a diva with her music, but she's a diva in show business. You she know, is. <laughs> that's a demanding gal right there. Right. You know, you know, she's strutting her stuff, snapping her fingers and getting her way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, other ones that kind of come to mind more recent. Ariana Grande is listed as a diva. Ironically, oh, yeah, I yeah. wouldn't say ironically, but new to me. OK, uh, Beyonce. She comes to mind as a diva. Christina Aguilera as well. Oh, definitely. And then Tina Turner. I'm surprised you didn't throw out Tina Turner, oh, Tammy. I think she's on my list <laughs> somewhere. I mean, I love Tina Turner. Right. Yes. I mean, she's amazing. Big wheels keep on turning. Primary keep on burning. Rolling. Rolling. Rolling down the river. I mean, Ponce does a version of that, and it is so good. I wish we had that oh, recorded. Oh, yeah. I would throw that right in could, right now. I mean, Gladys Knight in the Pips. Okay. Midnight Train to Georgia. Oh, Midnight Train to yeah. Georgia. Aretha Franklin. Yes, Miss Franklin. Or R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Oh, respect. Yes. I mean, that's what the 70s and 60s were about. Oh, girl, yes. And lastly, I want to mention, but this this will will carry over to another conversation for another another time, but another uh, diva probably is Madonna. Right. But don't you think she probably slides into the pre-Madonna? Oh, she's... Well, I think that sums up everything we needed to discuss in today's episode. Uh, Any final thoughts, Tammy? Well, if we do well at the trivia tonight, we will share a post. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Let's hope we go for the win, right? Yes. Do you have your feather boa ready? I I don't know. We gotta find something. We gotta find a tier of feather boa, big glasses. This chunky scarf I'm wearing is about the closest I can come to looking like a diva. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I can find you a crown in the basement. (laughs) But wait, maybe the diva needs no crown. Oh yeah. Oh snap. All right. Well, I want to thank Sam Ness again for coming on the show and giving us that wonderful interview and his wonderful music. I look forward to him coming back. I have a hint, a hunch, Tammy, mm-hmm. a solid hunch. We'll see him again soon. Do you think he'll be a mile? I, I, you know, I don't know. I, I can't. I, I, I just feel like it's a, it's a, it could be a sure thing. He's so, a busy man. Yeah, he is. You know, but and my and summer is busy. Very. But let's throw out one last time, or probably not one last time, probably for the first time, that this is Miles' 10th anniversary, right? too, by the, way, by the way. Yeah. This is very exciting. I, if ever there was a year for a power ballad, bring it now. Bring right? it, yes. Yeah. 
oh, there's got to be something for 10 years. Yeah, right? Oh, yeah. 10 miles. 10 miles, yeah. I mean, gosh, here we go, that's baby. That's like an anniversary or prison sentence. However you <laughs> want to look at it. <laughs> All right, let's go out on a high note, Tammy. <laughs> thank you for joining me on the show as well, Well, hon. thank you for having me. All right, we'll talk to you guys soon, and we will see, see you around, around the mile. mile.